Hi everyone, welcome to episode 36.5. This is Jose speaking after having recorded episode 36. This is a small clip that I had to cut out from the episode uh, 36 because the episode was running a bit long, so I figured I'd throw it up here as its own episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the discussion we had about Kickstarter after it was sparked by the product of the week. So hopefully you guys like it. And here it is. But you know what this made me think about? Because we've we've kind of picked a few things from Kickstarter mm-hmm. um, and a few of the other crowdfunding sites, but but a lot from mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Uh, and and I know you guys have a little personal experience with it. And my question, which has nothing to do with this product, it's just something that I've been thinking about. Uh, you know, I I use eBay a lot. I buy and sell on eBay. And what I find is that there are a lot of people who, who are kind of addicted to eBay. They like that marketplace in particular. So, um, oh, I need this thing. Let me go see if it's on eBay. Oh, I need that thing. Let me go see if it's on eBay. There are more, there are other marketplaces, but they go to that marketplace in particular as their go-to. And it seems to me like like Kickstarter is that kind of marketplace that some people really gravitate to. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily as, and this might be a, an interesting topic for something in the future, mm-hmm. um, not as um, as a as a consumer or as a provider. But I think that some people, they're, they're like, you know what? I'm wondering if somebody's working on this. Let me go to Kickstarter. Let me participate in the funding of this project. They're, and I'm curious if, because if, I know um, you guys are probably on it much more than I am. The only time I run into Kickstarter is if I do a search and I accidentally end up on it. I don't go to it to search for anything in particular. Oh, what's the latest project? Oh, what's coming up? You know, I don't, I don't do that. But I don't know. Do you think that there's something about this particular marketplace that people gravitate to? I mean, do you find your, yourself going to see what's on there? What's the next project? What is new? What's going on? Um, I think Jose can answer that. But one of the things that I would say that we saw at the maker fairs that we attended, uh, especially the one in Florida, mm-hmm. more than on than the other ones. I, I bet you if, like, if we actually had a table at the New York one, we would hear the, kind of like the same thing. But at the one in Florida, most of the people who would come back to our table, they wanted to talk about the stuff that they bought or the things that they saw at Kickstarter or what they're bidding on, what they're, not bidding on, what they're, what, or Indiegogo, what they're, what they're um, investing in. And, and it was exactly like that kind of stuff. And also it made them think of things that they could post, they could also sell. So they're very much like what you're, you're describing as far as eBay, that not only is it, is it a place for you to buy, but it's also a place for you to sell. Mm-hmm. So you can do both. You can be that buyer and a seller at the same yeah. time. And I think Kickstarter is that, is that for people. And, yeah. and these were a lot of, um, and I would even say like they were predominantly between the male, between the ages of 35 and 50. That were oh, the prime demographic. The prime, yeah, and that that were that were that we were talking that that I saw that were talking to us about Kickstarter and would come back and wanted to talk to us more about it. And that's that's I mean, a pretty good demographic if you're looking for investors. 
Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. Because I think from what I've seen, I think a lot of people that go on eBay go, one, because it's not just a, you just go buy something. It, like the, the bidding and the, that part of it, I think attracts a lot of people as well. You know, the, the gambling the aspect. Auction, yeah. The auction part of it, yeah. Um, I think with with Kickstarter, I, it's sort of in waves for myself. Like, you know, I, I make a months in between ever checking Kickstarter. Um, some of the things that drive me to it is when I'm looking for stories for the show. It just, you know, you see any product and it takes you there. I think the thing with Kickstarter for a lot of people is, like, the people that like to be early adopters yeah, go to it when it comes to technology. And that was a lot of the people that we saw on the maker for like when we were in Miami yeah. maker for it was a guy that like I want to have the first of that machine that's why I'm there I want to I want to be the first person that has it I want to try it out I want to see what it's like. like I just need to have it you know and there's people that are that way with tech and I think because Kickstarter has broken itself up into categories if you ever go on Kickstarter and you and you click on the at the very top of the screen there is a uh, it's called explore uh-huh. if you click on explore you can you can look at it by categories, and they have like arts, comics, craft, design. So each one of those categories has its own group of following for people. Ah, oh, um, that, they, I know that like, they're only interested in that category. Right. Oh. Like the games part of it is big for a lot of people. Um, and it's when it says games, it's both board games and is computer games. So nowadays, if you know, much like it's easier to be an architect because you have the software available to you, it's become the same way for game developers. So a lot of game developers go to Kickstarter to get funded and put out their game first. So a lot of gamers want to, are constantly on Kickstarter to see the new game that's coming out. Or like, oh, somebody's put out this new game that's going to be developed and you can be in, you can be one of the first people to play it. So like that, those categories have really drawn people in. Mm. I think they've... The fact that they're broken up that way helps them a lot. Yeah. The board game groups are big in Kickstarter because you know anybody can publish a board game this way and have an instant crowd for it. Yeah. So yeah. You know it's interesting um, because and the the one of the reasons is that brings it up is because and I don't want to say who they are. Um, we've met them. Uh, I've mm-hmm. done some some personal business with them, um, but they. They are what I would probably, for lack of a better word, call call them professional Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is that they have an idea, they develop it, they start a kick funding a Kickstarter funding campaign, they do their marketing and all that stuff. It gets funded, they go to production, they make it, it gets sh- uh, shipped, orders are complete, mm-hmm. then the next idea, and then the next Kickstarter campaign, and then they'll do the cycle. And then, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah. you know, to have four or five or six Kickstarter campaigns a year, which is an interesting business model, mm-hmm. uh, because they are professional Kickstarters in the way they, that uh, there are professional eBayers. There are people that's right. their that's their living is made mm-hmm. on eBay. They and some people actually buy some things on eBay. They and go. Sell them on eBay. Yeah, they search for things that are mislisted or misspelled. Mm-hmm. And they buy it for nothing. Mm-hmm. They get it in, and then they, because they're very good at doing the research, they resell it and make a huge profit. They're professional eBayers. Um, so I, these are the only ones that I know that are professional Kickstarters. But I'm, I'm wondering how, how this is working. If this is a 
an actual feasible model. Uh, from their point of view, it seems to be working. But from a funder, you know, an individual like yourselves that might fund one or two projects a year um, or are habitual funders, you know, like every month I got I to gotta fund a project every month. I got to be part of, like you were saying, the, uh, the early adopters. I, I got to be part of something early. I don't care what it is, but I got to be there at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think what you're describing and the people that we're alluding to are sort of the outliers when it comes to Kickstarter. I think most of the people that are on Kickstarter are trying to get a company off the ground to a degree. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there are some, there is some amount of that, um, but, but it also, it's hard because the people that we're talking about are doing like completely different things yes. from one to the other. Correct. What you do see a lot here is a company that puts multiple parts of their products on Kickstarter. Yeah. So they're a company called X and then, you know, they're putting the product A, the product A did well, okay, now we're going to do product B, but let's do it through Kickstarter again. Even though when you did product A, you made this money, you've, you've accumulated, you should be able to fund product B yourself. Now. Yeah. They don't take that chance. They rather do it through a crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's tough. And I think that's why you have to be careful because that, uh, you know, crowdfunding is sort of a free for all. It's the wild west of yeah. the internet right now because there are no, there are no guarantees. There are no, um, there are no consequences if you will. Yeah. Either. Yeah. So the risk also. Yeah. But I think that that's because of that from a seller's perspective, I think that's why, they choose to go with the people that you guys are talking about with this professional Kickstarters that have like basically you know, two things. People are lazy. You can always account for people being lazy, right? So don't, astro- don't underestimate it. <laughs> so, so people are, are going to be like, okay, well, I don't want to like learn how to put my Kickstarter campaign out there. So if somebody else can do it for me, uh, I just have the idea and let it be. So we don't know that all, all of this, like that the majority of these Kickstarter campaigns are all, you know, self-driven people that are doing it. They might be contacting these other expert Kickstarters. Right? But you can tell because when you, when you do a, when you sign up for Kickstarter, you, you can be both automatically. You can be a funder or you can be somebody that starts a project and it keeps track of your account. So you would have to be making multiple accounts if you wanted to keep that a secret. Like, you can look at somebody's account on Kickstarter and see, oh, they've started six projects, and three of them were funded. Mm-hmm. You can do that research on the person. Mm. Um, just like you can see, this person has funded 27 <laughs> projects or whatever. Yeah. So on, on the other end of the spectrum, I have um, acquaintances former friends of mine because I just don't talk to them anymore um, that are habitual online shoppers mm-hmm. that that's what they do right and and for example in the food in the food part like this whole uh, idea of buying your groceries prepackaged prepackaged food and especially when it's like you know artisanal avocado guacamole (laughs) type of thing oh boy yeah so they they will actually go to kickstarter as part of their ritual of going to other online marketplaces Mm -hmm. 
to get this. I mean, like, I, I, I'm so surprised because I remember, like, a friend of mine would tell me, yeah, like, she, she got, like, I don't know, like, Rutabaga or something like that from, like, Kickstarter. And I was like, what? And now I realize they have a food section in there. And that's what I was looking at. Oh, you're not even joking. You mean that? Yeah. Oh, wow. They have a, they, there's a food <laughs> I section. I thought you were using an extreme example to make yeah, your that point. You just pull something ridiculous out of the air, like, oh, let me name something that makes Rutabaga, no sense for it to yeah. be there. <laughs> no, they do. Like, they have, like, I mean, like, like what I was talking, th- talking to you about the artisanal avocado, there's actually one that, had, like, that I, I missed and where it is. But, yeah, it's on the farmer's market. <laughs> they actually do this. What so, the hell? So, I think that we're getting, there's some people, not us, you know, not this demographic right here that's represented today, but there are people who are habitual online shoppers. And they. this is just another one of their favorite marketplaces that they'll go into. Yeah, but I want to be careful that we don't make it seem like that's the only people that are in Kickstarter. Um, because it, it's not just habitual shoppers. I mean, there is people that have certain interests. And, and, you know, I'm a member of, of some, uh, some Facebook groups for, like, say, Star Wars collectors everybody knows that like some star wars yeah. right there's people that collect star wars that are a new toy just came out and they go and they buy three of the same toy one to keep one to open and one to store because it's going to be collectible one day and they're going all around different stores collecting these things or buying them online or you could say that they have a problem or they're addicted or whatever but you know it's just they have a certain interest I don't know who has an avocado, <laughs> artisanal avocado or artisanal whatever. Yeah, it is. it's called tierritas, fresh, all natural, gourmet guacamole. <laughs> see, but this is an example of somebody that's trying to start a business. I would imagine, like, let's you can see who it's created by. That is quite seasonal, though. Click on that. Although I don't understand why it's tierritas when the name of the guy is Matthew Austin. <laughs> <laughs> and from from Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't mean to throw the we guy's name out there. Out I there. might I'm I so might sorry. beep that out. Yeah, but, I would um, cut that yeah. out. <laughs> but the name of the guy is not the same one as the the name of the business. But does it say so this might be his only scroll up a second? So is it? His yeah, this is first created, and he's back to one. So like you can see the history of. of so you the, you see like stats. Yeah, you can see their stats. That's interesting. So you do can so you can so in a way. I mean, that's the same case on eBay, right? You can see people's stats, reviews, and their reviews, see how many and whether shops. they're because yeah, that makes a big stars. difference, right? You got some. Uh, it used to be able to see more on eBay, but they've kind of limited some of that information. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, I, I, that's I such maybe, a good. You know, I may look question. into. Uh, I'll write this down, but I may look into a way of maybe having a Kickstarter topic some one way or another. Yeah. Maybe one of these days we do a whole news episode that's all Kickstarters, and we make it more of a Kickstarter. Oh yeah, topic that's a good idea. Sense. Like mm-hmm. we each find three pro- three projects. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and I'll put this out there. I have maybe, and maybe I should have saved it for me. I have a love hate relationship with Kickstarter. Not the same hate love hate relationship Claudia has oh, with yeah, it because. No. <laughs> whatever, we got burned on a project. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with Kickstarter because they, some things make it on here, like this person selling gourmet guacamole, but people that have other businesses, like I knew a guy in the place we used to live at, he developed a product which was like, it was a wine... um, Decanter? Decanter of some kind. And he was trying to get it on Kickstarter. And, you know, the rule for Kickstarter is supposed to be that you have a prototype before you put it up there. 
but he was having the hardest time ever getting his project up on Kickstarter. But then I go on Kickstarter and I see some of the most ridiculous shit. I would <laughs> say guacamole falls into that category. <laughs> then, okay, we can get more ridiculous yeah. than that. I once saw a guy that was trying to get funded so he could make himself a Batman suit. Wow. Just for did himself. Did he get fully funded though? No, he did not. He didn't even get any money. You know, I, I saw once a product there. You know how, and, and this is exactly how it was phrased. You know how people hang like the balls from their toe hitch, their their. Oh, the bulls balls, their, yeah. Yeah. Right. This was a cover for your hose bib, in the shape of a woman's breast. Huh. That's what this product was, and, and they did it do they well? called it no, it did not. Mm. But they called it the you know basically the balls for your truck before your hose bib. Huh. It was ridiculous, but that sort of stuff makes it Kickstarter. Some of the actual products don't, and that's frustrating. Yeah, it is. Anyway. All right, there you guys have it. That was our quick discussion on Kickstarter. Uh, That was sparked by our discussion about the product of the week from episode 36. Hope you guys liked it. Um, You know, whenever I have to cut stuff out of the episode or the main episode, I'll have to do some more of this stuff and just put it up sort of as a bonus episode. So hope you liked episode 36.5. And uh, look for us next week for episode 37. Thanks, guys.